Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Case Kenny. I'm this week's man of the hour. Just talked with Justin about my favorite topics, the power of mindfulness, the power of honesty, life transformation, leaving a nine to five to pursue a passion in life. It was a great chat. Hope you enjoy. You heard the man of the hour. That was Case Kenny, and he is on the podcast this week, which is proudly sponsored and presented to you by our friends at work. Yes, that's right. That's WRK. WRK is a New York City-based menswear collection that believes and stands for three things, work, rest, and karma. They've made clothes to help you work towards your goals, rest for a balanced life, and receive good karma for all the good work and good deeds you're putting out. One hell of a mission I'm so proud to share with you all today. Now, when we get to the middle of the episode, I want to share with you a little more about their story, what I love so much about their products, especially their best-selling reworked shirt, and all the great steals and deals offerings I want to give you for listening today. All right, let's get to work and roll this extraordinary episode with Case, who's not just the man of the hour, but has a story that will inspire you to do good for others while practicing all the goodness life has to offer. Thanks again for being here. Hey friends, it's Justin, and right now on the Men of the Hour podcast, I'm joined by Case Kenny. And uh, as we hit episode 99, I wanted to bring a special friend to the show, which now, friend, is a very small world. We we know a lot of the same people for the right reasons, and I'm excited to bring Case on right now. He's an entrepreneur. He's a mindfulness expert, host and founder of the Top 25 Podcast, New Mindset, Who Dis? Uh, and, and having been featured on such shows as Good Morning America, uh, you might recognize him from his viral coffee cup and post-it quotes on Instagram, which have turned him into a social phenomenon. And I am going to be so excited to present to you an incredible conversation right now with him. Uh, so Case, thank you for saying yes to join me right now. Of course, man. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. If, if we're not friends now, I have a feeling we'll be. We got, we got a lot in common, good vibes too. So thanks for having me on. It means a lot. Oh, I'm excited. So the before I start asking all the questions and you know how the shindig goes with, with podcasting here, I did want to bring up that I think the world is so small, uh, particularly for us though. I feel like you and I have the same friends in common, uh, but for reasons that I think are because we know the same people who are doing such good things. Uh, and if you would agree to that, I want to kind of bring up like Brian Ford, for instance, I, I, I had just met him and it was through very similar circles of him just doing good and needing a little bit of assistance with connecting folks. And as soon as we brought your name up, I was like, wait, he's coming on the men of the hour. And then Brian also has a great podcast. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, would you say that that's kind of how you're always getting connected to folks is just by knowing the right people doing the right things? Yeah, man. I mean, Brian, Brian Ford, it like embodies goodness. Like the dude is just an absolute legend. He's like the most selfless guy ever. And yeah. And, and like, yeah, I, I, I try to connect with good people. And it's funny too. I look back at like who I used to want to connect with previously. And it's so different than who I want to connect with now. So mm. it's cool to like see the embodiment of like your vision for yourself reflected in who you want to connect with and the people that you do. So, I mean, that's like, that's everything to me. I mean, it's just mm. cool to, to find people who are doing cool things um, and just like what they represent. And like, those are the people that I want to associate with Brian being one, you being another. And then it's cool. It's like the world's smaller than we think. Like those mm. people all know each other, which is great. Mm. And we could certainly bring that back up later. I think that 
the, the most popular saying about what you had just alluded to is that uh, you're the sum of the company that you keep around. And so as we start hitting topics with you, such as mindset, motivation, transformation, I think it'll be important to realize the circles that you're keeping yourself in as you've transformed. And you, my friend, after reading, and I told Case this, I'm so honest on this podcast because I don't give a foot. And no, I'm kidding. The But I was super honest. I was like, dude, I, I just about two hours ago, grabbed my coffee. I'm here in LA. And I came to this place called Soho Works and sat down. I was just researching and reading and listening and just super in 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 your world for two hours. And I, what's crazy is you've built this of what Case Kenny is now doing in just like a year, right? You had been in not banking, but you had been in the finance sales world uh, prior to this. So I want to start there with you. Um, and and if you can kind of walk us through what that journey was like when you had kicked things off in 2021 to now be an entrepreneur, a podcaster, a self-help guru, a, a, a mindset expert. Like these are such incredible things you've built, but only since 2021. So where did that transformation happen for you? Why did that transformation happen for you? Yeah, for sure. And I'll anecdotally, I'll say, man, two hours being in my world for two hours, man, bless, <laughs> bless you. That's <laughs> with three. That's, this is, this is another three, yeah. hour. <laughs> now you're, now you're getting the the rest. Let's hope, let's hope it goes, let's hope it goes well for you. I don't know if I could listen to myself for three hours, but, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, it's like, so like I've been writing online in some fashion since like 2014. Like I I've always been a big reader and writer and I just like creative guy. Like I've, I need to express myself in some way. Um, but to your point of what I'm doing now, like my quote profession, my purpose, my passion is so, so different from what it used to be. I, I worked in, in technology sales for the last eight years for the same company for eight years. And before that I worked in advertising too. So call it, you know, 11 years corporate, the last eight being with one a company. And I, I, ran the comp I ran the team. I had a bunch of people that reported to me. It was aggressive technology sales, you know, high risk, high stress, but also high reward, which is what kept me around. And I did that for eight years, eight years at a company in this day and age, being a millennial, the, the job hopper hoppers extraordinaire is a long time. Um, and I was there for eight years and I, and I quit that at the end of last year, actually. So I built what I have now half in and half out while working at that company. But ultimately I decided to go all in on this. And what this is, is I started a podcast in late 2018 called new mindset who this, and it was just a challenge to myself. I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship mm -hmm. and I was like, who is case? who is case outside of a relationship. And then also mm -hmm. at the time I was like, man, I, I just feel like my identity is my job. So I was like, who is case outside of a relationship and who is case outside of my job? And I was like, I'm just going to ask myself questions on the podcast, keep it short and sweet. And I'm going to give my opinion on how I can better become mm -hmm. a better man, friend, everything. And I did that and it started to go really, really well, started to blow up. But to your point, things really didn't blow up until late 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was when I launched a series of mindfulness journals, a one mindfulness journal really. And, um, long story short, everything went nuts from there. And ultimately a year into that, I quit my job and I'm doing this full time. Um, but I just kept like pulling on that, on that string of mindfulness and I'm happy to talk about like my brand of mindfulness, but the podcast, the quotes, the journals, the business, everything mm -hmm. kind of exploded in the past year. And I think, it's no coincidence that the past year I was like, man, I'm going to go all in on this. Mm. And, um, you know, here we are lots of, lots of changes for me, certainly, but, um, it's, it's been in a short amount of time, which is kind of crazy to think about. 
Mm, you're a fast activator. It sounds like too. I mean, you, you, you've hit on something here, which is that I want to go back for a moment. You had been halfway in and halfway out. I was the same way. I'm about to leave NBC and I can openly say that. And when you do something around, not yourself, obviously Case Kenny is the brand of all five or six of those things you had just mentioned between podcast journals, um, you being a personality in, in, in and of yourself, the quotes on Instagram, like all of that is Case Kenny, you know, and, and as you had built out probably the podcast first, I'm assuming you said in yep. 2018. So then yep. from there, it's like, all right, well now Case Kenny has so much more to offer the world. And you can't offer that if you're in a full-time job doing something for 40 hours a week, like sales. And so, um, before we continue on the road of new mindset, who does? Because literally, I mean, listen, if I'm going to say you're an expert, you are an expert at this stuff because you've done it for so long and you've helped so many people with what I would consider is mastering the mindset, really knowing when to tap in and out of it and transform it, change it and all those great things. So we'll get into that in a second, but go back with us for a moment when you were halfway in and halfway out. How hard was that? Um hypothetically, how many hours were you really working? Um, you know, was it stressful? Why was it stressful? Like, can you just tell us a little bit about that halfway in halfway out between a full-time job as in sales and then doing your own thing, which is now the full-time thing. Yeah. So I have pretty strong opinions about this. You know, everyone has an opinion. You talk to Gary V and he's like, no, you quit your job and you're all in or you're all out. Um, and, and that's a vibe for sure. Like I dig that. That's cool, man. Um, for me, I, I I'm a very practical person. And I knew, and I recognize it now more than ever, that if you make decisions without leverage, you end up making poor decisions in the future. Namely, if I had quit my job when I first started the podcast, because of course I knew this was my passion. I knew this was what I wanted to do. If I had quit immediately, I know I would have made decisions that ultimately I would have regret. Namely, I would have taken on any sponsor. I would have done anything just to keep the, the boat floating. But I was like, I want to create a business and a brand from a place of leverage. So I'm like, I am going to continue working this job. I'm going to stack money in my bank account. So I never have to take a loan. I never have to take on you know, equity partners. And so that I can just move the ship forward. So I did that for a while from that place, knowing that eventually I wanted to do this full time and full passion. I was like, in the meantime, though, I'm going to be smart and practical and I'm going to build both concurrently. And I did that. And um, I did that from a place of practicality, but also like I had a great scenario where my skills were very um, centered, centered, like there's a lot of synergy between them, like working in sales teaches you so much. And I use that skill set to build my brand as well. So like, mm. you know, it, the, the only conflicting thing was my identity. I was very wrapped up in making money, being a sales guy, but then having this side of me that really wanted to be an artist and a creator and mm. like softer and that was where the conflict was. So it was like, when I finally did quit, it wasn't like, oh, finally, I can like do what I want to do. It was more like I can finally be who I want to be. And like, that was the big difference for me. And, um, but I, I think working for, working for eight years at a job is a long time. I think ultimately yeah. I wish I could have like scrunched that down to maybe like five, mm -hmm. but I'm almost 34 now. I think it was the smartest thing I, I could have done. Cause like now I can like, I've got money in the bank. The business is doing great because I was, oh, yeah, I love that and not like rushing. Um, mm. But that's my experience. Like I, I encourage people to jump when they're ready to jump, but like, don't be pressured by the hustle culture that says, if you're all out, if you're, if you're halfway out, you're all out, you need to be all in that kind of vibe. I, I think for me, it was just like that patience really, mm. really served me. 
you, you bring up a great point, which is you're on your own timeline. You should kind of, you should do these things when they mean the most to you. When you discovered that there was a missing part of your identity, not a missing part, but there was question marks around your identity and doing this now full-time has helped that. And then that, like you helping yourself is now helping everyone else. And so we have to go into yeah. the new mindset who this, because that's it. That's what, that's, that's what's it. helping everybody. Yeah. And so between 2018 and now, how would you say the podcast has benefited both you and those who are listening from a mindset perspective, of course? Yeah. Well, so I, I joke that the podcast is my therapy. I have, I have a therapist that I go to, but for me, every time I hop on here, and I, and I, and I do it twice a week and I, it takes me like probably three hours an app. So for at least six hours a week, I am in the weeds doing mindfulness at minimum and then everything else I'm doing. So, I mean, it's, I'm doing 60 hours a week here, but it is, that is my therapy. It is so helpful for me. So it's like, I've got the, the most privileged, perfect scenario where I'm helping other people, but ultimately I'm helping myself in the process. And that is so incredibly rewarding on the helping other people side. It's like, I, I, try to not associate myself with with words like expert and coach and this and that it's natural of course to want to assign those things and i will take them but i never introduce sure. myself that way but what i think i am an expert at is simplifying things <laughs> it's a weird skill to have um it's Ooh, not it's any a powerful ones i think it's incredibly powerful and what i found about myself and what i realized through eight years of working at this job i was like man you know what like I am just like very even keeled. Like I am a hardwired optimist. Why? What is it about the way that I look at the world that makes me see the upside rather than the downside? What is it about the way that I, that view things that makes me assume positive intent rather than some mm -hmm. kind of cynical assumption? What is it about me? And I was like, that is what I'm going to share on the podcast. And you know what? And I kept pulling. I was like, man, that's what I'm good at. So that's what I do on the podcast every day. It's like, I joke that I state the obvious every single day. I repeat cliches. I give the 10 commandments. It is like, it is easy stuff, but the way that I do it, I think is, is simplified. And maybe it's the way that I present it that helps people. And that's what everyone says. They say it's relatable. It's real. It's not preachy. And I wouldn't know any other way. Cause all I do is I try to share from my experience, which is through my eyeballs is very simple and it helps me. So I turn around, I try to help people and lo and behold, here we are in a world where it helps other people. And I get to share my feelings for a living. That's what I joke. I say, I share my feelings for a living. And, uh, that's what I do. Okay. I love that. That's cool because I tell people, I interview people for a living. Similarly, you get to do yeah. what you're, you're just doing what you do yeah. and it somehow turns into this stuff. And I, I think because we had both worked in sales a little bit, you kind of know how to monetize what you need to, which that's 2.0. You and I can talk about that like in the summertime when people are trying to leave their jobs. So, which I do want you back on um, uh, a show that, you know, like a podcast of some kind or anything else that's coming in the future. Like we're going to have to get Alex to keep pitching you to me. So <laughs> I think, which by the way, is one of my favorite publicists in this business oh, yeah. mindset though. So new mindset, who does when I, I get it where you are, Number one, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you that it's taking care of you because that's what this does to me. Hearing what you just said, I don't need to go call a therapist right now. I can listen to you. That was very therapeutic to hear. I think now when someone is going to click play, what are they expecting to get out of it? So for instance, I know that you have a, probably a very regimented and strategic way that you are prepping the episodes, but is what's the intention behind it and ultimately the goal for the listener to get out of each episode? 
Yeah, so, so it's usually <clears throat> I will have something that I want to prove to you. You are not unlovable. You mm. deserve this. Um, your worth is this. Something like that. I have a thesis statement that, again, is obvious that we all want to believe. But then what I try to do is I pro- try to provide logical evidence to show you why it's true. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, I talk a lot about mindfulness. I do a lot of speaking on mindfulness. In my world, there's like two variations of mindfulness. There's a very like ethereal type mindfulness. That's mindfulness that talks about the things you can't see, but you need to believe. It talks a lot about energies and frequencies and, you know, chakras and and things like that. And I think that's fantastic. Um, It's not my brand of mindfulness, though. My brand of mindfulness is very logical. It is very evidence and observation-based. I can see this in my life. Therefore, I can believe this to be true. I have this experience in my past. Therefore, I believe this to be true. That is what I love to do. And so in these episodes, I'll say, here's what I want to prove. And here's how I'm going to do it. And then I either provide questions for listeners to ask themselves, or I'll point out aspects of their life. And I'll say, look to this. Now ask yourself this and prove this. And I've done it. 300 and some times, because we all have evidence of things in our life that supports higher truths, supports perspectives of optimism and kindness and empathy, these things that we want to believe, but sometimes the hustle and bustle, the rush of life distracts us from the truths that are right in front of us. So I think it's my job to help simplify the way that we look at life, to zoom in on certain aspects of our life, and then zoom back out to prove why it's true of some more compassionate element of ourselves. So it's like, it's like, Maybe I should have been a lawyer or something. It's like, here's the evidence. Here's the verdict. Like, why? Like, let's connect the dots. So like, doesn't sound as sexy as like, your mm. energy is vibrating. It like, but it's, it works. Sure. It really works. Yeah. I mean, okay. So you say connect the dots and then I need to ask the opposite, which is what do you think the disconnect is between someone who wants a positive, you're, you're optimist by nature. That's like in both of our yeah. DNA. And it's beautiful to get to this place, but in order to get to this place, you need to do some connecting. And so where, if, if at all, there's a disconnect, uh, for, for someone to reach what I would consider a state of oasis or like just a nice mindset, having like optimism and and positive habits and chasing good goals with, with good reason and doing good for people. These are all mindset hacks that I know people are listening to your podcast uh, maybe this one, right? This is more your narrative, right? Which I love, but your show is particularly driven on like the things people can actually do and understand and zoom out and in, like you just said. So back to the question, the disconnect, where, where, where have you found that to be for most people? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a lot of different things. I could talk forever about why aren't we happy? Why aren't we this? Why mm-hmm. am I frustrating in my dating life? I think there's all kinds of lenses that you kind of have to shift in and out depending on the circumstance. I will say ultimately, like <laughs> I am really, really big on the power mm-hmm. of words, the words we speak and the words that we tell ourselves and namely mm-hmm. the stories that we tell ourselves. I find to answer your question, the disconnect, the disconnect between what we know to be true but the assumption and the conclusion we ultimately make, what is getting in the way of those two things, right? Like we have a bad relationship and then the conclusion we arrive at is that we're unlovable, where in reality, we know that failed love doesn't mean we're unlovable. We know that it just means lack of connectability. We, we know that to be true, but for some reason we go to this place and you know, I think sometimes it could take a lifetime to really figure those things out. And you could talk about attachment styles and you could talk about conditioning. You could talk about all those things. But for me, I really do think there's power in self-conditioning when it comes to the stories we tell ourselves. 
I'm releasing a new journal in two months and it's all about manifestation mm. because that's that's the talk of the town right everyone gets up every influencer on instagram gets up and they manifest and then they go about their day and i've always been very curious about what that is but to your point talking about disconnect i feel like a lot of times we're manifesting the opposite of what we want because of the stories we're telling ourselves it's like if we're it's like don't think of a yellow car you think of a yellow car we're telling ourselves to spot the things we don't want to spot. We're telling right, ourselves right. the conclusions we don't want. I am unlovable. I am I'm falling behind. I am untalented, these things. And no wonder we find evidence that supports that. I could find evidence of anything in life. It's a big world. We have a lot of eyeballs and ears, social media. I could find evidence of anything, but I could also find evidence of the thing that is true. And that's why I'm really big on the stories we tell ourselves. Like if how do I expect to be loved if I'm telling myself that I am unlovable? I'm going to continue mm. to find evidence of that until ultimately it's true. And, yeah. you know, a lot of it is a leap of faith. It's telling yourself a story that's redeeming, but we're only human. We find what we're looking for. We find evidence of what we tell ourselves. And ultimately, I think a lot of mindfulness comes down to the words we use and the stories we tell ourselves. And that's just pure self-control. But like, I've been doing this for a while and you can't see because it's in front of the camera, but I got a wall of post-it notes and it's literally oh, just nice. words. It's just got words on it, words that I like, inner peace, delusional optimist. I wrote serotonin down. Like it's just like weird things that I just like believe in mm. and I'll lay in the plane, but like, I just am very big on the self-control we can have on ourselves to tell ourselves a story that actually aligns with the reality we want to live. We're constantly telling ourselves, describing a reality that can't offer us the things we know we deserve how do we expect to go out and find it? Well, I think it's a re-engineering of the stories we tell ourselves because we're only human. You tell yourself to spot a yellow car, you spot a yellow car. So tell yourself what you want to spot. You'll find evidence that it's possible, that it's true. I always say that, and I promise I'll land it. I'm just I'm so passionate about it. You land it whenever you want to land the plane. This is your plane, right? I'm <laughs> your are cruising at 30,000 feet right Hell now. Yeah, we are. I'm just going to keep going. Manifesting isn't about what you want. It's about why it's possible for you. And if you could prove to yourself over and over again, why you deserve something, then yeah, you can, you can rock and roll with the ups and downs of life, but you know why you deserve it. And like, that's my whole thing. Mindfulness is proving to you why something is true. Not that it's true, but why it's true. That's the whole logical loop. And there's all kinds of things you could do to get that slap in the mic. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I'm very passionate about that. The words, the, the sentences, yeah. the paragraphs we use in our heads and out loud and in journals, it's everything and we can control it. Okay. We can control it. Of course. He just landed the plane, by the way. Uh, so before we roll into a, into a, into a mid break commercial, uh, with our friends from work, I need to now ask you the journals themselves. I mean, you're, you're about to launch this one about manifestation. And I think putting pen to paper is very powerful. You know, you've done it. I want to say three times plus digital journals, if I'm not mistaken. And so this is a very powerful tool. It's something that a lot of people need. We're going to link it in the descriptors below. So you guys can check them out. I mean, they start, it's, it started all with the new mindset journal, which is great and allows people to like write things down. And so where have you found it? Uh, most beneficial to put pen to paper, as you'd said, especially when thinking about how powerful words can be and how important it is to manifest. But doesn't it all just start with pen to paper? I think so. I really do. It's like I created those journals in 2020 because I was like, I want to be a journaler. I didn't journal before that. I was like, right. I don't want to be a journaler. But then I went out and I bought a 
like a dozen journals, like the top journals. And at the time, um, I was like, this just doesn't really work for me because mm. they were either one of two things. They were either way too prompted, like do this, do this, do this in the morning, come back tonight. It was like, Ooh, like pressure, man. Yeah, and then yeah. the other ones were like empty. It was like, share how you're feeling. And that works for some people, but for me, I'm kind of ADD. I need a little, a little bit of a prompt. So I was like, cool, I'll just create my own. That's kind of a good mix of the two. I'm not reinventing the wheel. It's just kind of a good mix. And, uh, I did that and everything is exploded and that's amazing that, that people love and use them. Um, but for me, it's like, it gave me this ability to write down things that I know are true. And for me, the power of journaling certainly is what I get in the moment. Like, Oh man, I just wrote that down. That is so real. That is so true. But what mm. I found about journaling, it's the muscle habit that you develop. Cause the whole thing about journaling right. is answering the question of why. And mm. once you close your journal for the day and you go out and live your life, what I found is that you take that with you so that when you're walking around and you're hit with a moment of anxiety or stress or pressure, you're, re you're resorting to how you journal, which is why am I feeling this way? You're not sweeping it under the rug. So like what I find about journaling is the value of journaling is what you get in the moment, but it's also what you carry with you as a lifestyle. And that's what's like journaling is a catalyst for like life changes. And it's a way to mm. affirm those changes as well. But it's more so about teaching you a mindset of why, a mindset of radical self-honesty. And uh, that's what the journals enable in the moment, but also like permanently. And that's why I'm like all in on journaling. I'm all in on journaling too. So while we talk about journals, I'm going to give Case a moment to go to the bathroom uh, to get some water. We're going to roll into a commercial break. Uh, one of my favorite dress shirt companies that has a very powerful mission I wanted to share with you guys, particularly because it aligns with you know mindset and making sure that on the daily you feel empowered to dress the way that you feel. So here's that for you guys and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You listening right now should never have to compromise your comfort to look good. It's 2022, and we should say goodbye to stiff, sweaty dress shirts or pants. WRK Menswear is your answer to a professional look with equally professional comfort. WRK uses the philosophy of purposeful design. Each piece of clothing at WRK is designed with smart fabrics that either stretch and move with you, don't wrinkle, contain odor control, or offer water-resistance elements. Take WRK's dress shirt, for example, which I'm wearing right now and have been wearing it with both tees and by itself since they were kind enough to send it to me. Totally obsessed with the fit, the comfort, and of course the flexibility of the fabric that makes me feel very relaxed and smooth throughout the workdays. And because of clothes like this, WRK is a versatile and multi-purpose brand that I want you to experience for yourself or buy for your partner. Speaking of partner, I've partnered with them right here on Case's episode just so that you can get 30% off your entire shopping cart. Head to www.wrkny.com and use the code MENOFTHEHOUR for 30% off your cart. Head to www.wrkny.com and use the code MENOFTHEHOUR for 30% off your entire order. Function and mobility are at the core of WRK's operation, and WRK thinks of clothes as well-comforted tools tools for the man who appreciates style but isn't afraid to get dirty in them. Their focus is on creating clothing that is multi-purpose, comfortable, and compatible for men to thrive in work and life. Head to www.wrkny.com and just use that code MEN OF THE HOUR for 30% off today. Take my offer on this one and try it yourself while Case and I get back to this conversation. We're back and I just wanted to quickly tell you thank you for clicking play when you could have chose any other podcast out there, uh, but you have to go check out New Mindset Who Does, right? By our friend Case Kenny, because he's joining me right now. And so as we 
just came back from talking about journals with you. I think that it's even more important to figure out where that could then go further. So two weeks down the line, we're going to see a manifestation journal, right? But journals aside for a moment, when you think about the podcast, the community you're building, your brand, your your human being of self, right? Case Kenny's an entirely different person, which I will uh, we have to talk about in just a moment with transformation and what keeps you motivated. But right um, when you think about everything that encompasses Case Kenny, uh, where do you want that to go moving forward? Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. My mission is I I want to make... <laughs> this is like a cliche. I want to make mindfulness cool. And mindfulness definitely is cool. I mean, like, it's cool to go to therapy now. Amazing. It's cool to listen to apps like Headspace and Calm. Amazing. But I still think that there is a more, you know, what we can make this more widespread with how people approach mindfulness, especially in dating. I do a lot of dating content, but also just in general, like, I I feel like there is a movement uh, and with more men, like I'd love to reach more men. Um, the majority of people who listen and support and buy from me are women. I'd love to reach more men and just instill like a certain sense of like sensitivity in people, mm, not necessarily with sure. like sharing your feelings is cool, but like it is, but just like with how we operate, like how can we all push ourselves to be more honest with ourselves? You think about friction in life. I think friction in life comes from just lack of honesty with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I agree. You think that could solve a lot of things, but I mean, for me, it's like, I want to bring mindfulness to life in cool ways. Like I do a lot of music stuff and like, I think that makes things cool. Like I love house music and like in my world, what's cooler than house music. I could be misplaced there, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's like doing, doing cool stuff, man. Like that's like that. I want like, you know, I do these quotes here in Chicago and, and stuff like that. And it's like, man, here's this guy who by all objective means is a regular dude. I like to work out. I like Chipotle and house music. Like, how can we make a million of me that is regular people who are tapping into mindfulness? Like mm. that's what I want to do. And, you know, whether it's through books or journals or music, um, I don't, I don't know, but uh, I'm just going to keep again, pulling on that, that thread of what, you know, makes me excited to get up every morning. Going back to manifestation for a moment. I, I love all that. And you say music, we have to talk about Zen disco here in just a second. The, bigger picture for you then is almost, it almost sounds like you're playing your cards in a way that you kind of see things unfolding as, as you play the cards. And what I mean by that is I feel like most people try to have too much of a plan when doing this entrepreneurial thing um, and being self-employed and doing, again, like doing your own thing. There's almost always going to be uncertainty with it, but for you, have you found it almost beneficial that you kind of play your cards as you go and see where everything comes out. I mean, you probably wouldn't have done the manifestation journal. Should the other four not have been great successes, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. I think there's big benefit in, in having like having like standards for yourself and expectations for yourself, but like no real huge game plan. Uh, in my world, it makes a lot of sense in certain worlds. You definitely need a game plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, it's like, I'm really glad, like my whole thing with like leaving my job, for instance, like my goal wasn't like, I have to work for myself. That wasn't my goal. And I Mm. think that that's a tough goal to have because it could fall apart quickly. And let me tell you, self-employment kind of sucks. It's like stressful. You got, you got, you got things like self-employment tax. You got your own insurance. Like it's a whole nother world. It is not as, you know, butterflies and rainbows as you might think, but that wasn't my goal. My goal wasn't, I need to work for myself because I still got a lot of fulfillment out of side hustling. My goal was to create freedom for myself to create. And that's my whole thing. It's like my goal in life is to create. I love taking something from zero to 
one or a hundred and mm. building it. And that's my goal. And as long as I get to wake up every morning and do that, and as long as I'm proud of myself, that's great. And I've done, I've, man, I've done so many weird and random things over the past two years that were not part of the game plan. Yep. I've done, I've done TV and speaking events and music and all these, all these things that I never thought I would do. And that's so great. And, uh, I think it's really benefited me to kind of be, um, you know, flexible and as what, as for like, where is the finish line? I don't know. And I think that's good. Hmm. Oh yeah. And then, I mean, through all of it, you've must've had to find ways to stay motivated. So that's my next question for you. I mean, when you need the most motivation, what does that look like in your world? Yeah. So like uh, my motivation is like, I'm very stubborn for one. And so it's like, for me to like put something down is like not really in my playbook. Cause I'm just like, no, I'm not like, what? No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop. Why? <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> not in my, it's like, right, it is very right. frustrating. It's like a good and bad quality um, for me, but like, I, again, naturally wired that way. But I also think too, it's like, I have shifted what I want in life. I used to say things along the lines that everyone says, I want to be happy. I want to be mm -hmm. fulfilled, um, which are great goals, but I've shifted from that to, I want to be proud of myself. Sure. And, uh, to me, that's very motivating because I know when I'm not proud of myself, we all do. Well, we will quickly sweep it under the rug, but we know when we're not proud of ourselves. We know when we did something we shouldn't have done, or we didn't do something we should do. We mm -hmm. know what that moment is. And for me, it's like, you know, case, you say you want to create, you say you want to spread goodness in the world, but here you are, and you're not doing this or that get up off the couch and do it. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. So like, I'm, I am very connected with, with what I do and what I want to do. Um, but just like everyone else, I have up and down days, certainly. Um, and you know, I have little habits here and there that I come back to, um, that really help. But I mean, for me, it's like so much has changed in two years. Right. It's, like, it's right. so exciting to know that that can happen again and again and again. Oh, and it will, right. It's almost like it there's to. no, there's, it's guaranteed. It's going to continue to happen again with your work ethic. And like you had said, even being stubborn. Okay. Wait, I was going to ask you about transformation next, but I can't without asking you about how do you walk the fine line of being stubborn and sticking to what you say you're going to do and then falling into maybe a state of disappointment. If it doesn't come out how you want, what is that fine line for you? Yeah. I, so I, I think honestly, I'm, I struggle with that for sure. Cause uh, I mean, you talk to anyone who's in a creative field or an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, you're always moving the goalposts for yourself. Right. And it's funny. In fact, I'm looking over there, I've got these two bottles just... of champagne <laughs> and they're these champagne bottles that are the Virgil Abloh edition uh, that came out years ago. And I remember getting them. Uh, I got, I remember I got them for clients when I worked at my, this was years ago. And so like they were expensive bottles. They're like, I don't know, 600 a pop or something. And I was like, I'm going to give them the clients and I ended up keeping them for myself, I think. Um, or they are going away present from the company after if they're years. listening, <laughs> it was expensive and everything was fine. Um, <laughs> But I remember I was like, okay, then I was like, once the podcast hits a million downloads, I'm going to pop these success. Uh, once I sell a million dollars in journals, I'm going to do this. And I did all those things. And every single time I was like, nah, it's got to be 2 million. It's got to be 5 million. It's got to be 10 million. And they're still sitting there and I still haven't, I still haven't done it. And it's not that it's not like I need to drink that champagne. It's more what it represents that I keep moving the finish line for myself and I need to, I need to be better about that. So I don't have an answer for that question. Hey, I, I have an answer. 
First of all, I thought you were going to say goalpost. You had like a goalpost in your home. I don't know why I envisioned that. I mean, you had post-it notes on the wall, so I only assume what else is in there. I, I also can envision like a dummy that you probably kick every now and then. I'm kidding. The I, I just have something to say, and I never have anything to say uh, on this show. I usually just like yes. to ask the questions. But you, uh, as you're building, let me think about I'm like having to download while talking, which is why I can't say shit on the show. The <laughs> I'm like, wait, I, I should ask the next question. Now, what I'm downloading is that you are are probably really hard on yourself, which is why you need friends like Justin in your life. Are you kidding me? Someone asked me the other day. So I just turned 26 years old. It is now April. No, God, it's May, uh, March. Sorry. It's March 28th as we're talking on this show right now. And you're episode 99. And I looked at Brian, who's our friend who just, we just met in LA. We were celebrating my birthday and he goes, Oh, we've done all these celebrations, like happy birthday, happy birthday. I was introducing to everybody. We kept celebrating and nothing felt different. I was like, Oh hell, I don't even feel 26. And I don't even feel like I was celebrating, you know why? And I'm just going to tell you this and anybody who's listening, I learned from Paris Hilton a long time ago that you should treat every day like it's your birthday within reason. And what I mean by that is there's always something to celebrate, which you're probably really good at. And uh, so I just want to tell you like token of friendship, like you always have me to like pop that champagne bottle for you. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's do it. Let's get you over here. I got two bottles. We get each have a bottle. Yeah. I, I think that's so right, man. I mean, it's like, again, to our whole point, we know that we need to celebrate the journey. Otherwise right. we're going to look back one day and we'll be like, man, that, that was it. What's and going on? Yeah. And I, so actually, I don't know what episodes you listen to, but like the past month I've done more episodes than I ever have before on being present in life, because I am like very amped up about not regretting my in-between moments in life. Cause I, I think about life. It's like, life really is pretty simple. You have ups, you have downs, and then you have everything in between. And let's be real. The ups are probably infrequent and hopefully mm. the downs are also infrequent. So you've got all these moments in life that are seemingly kind of arbitrary, boring, whatever I call them in between moments. And if we're not appreciating them, I just know we're going to regret it. So like I've done all these episodes on it. And one last anecdote, it's like, I did an episode the other day, it's March madness. So I was watching like old interviews for some reason, it was like on the algo on Instagram. And it was this interview with this guy who played at Boston college. who was a player and it was in like 2016. So like they were eliminated, eliminated from the tournament and he was a senior and he was doing a press conference. So it was like his last interview. And the guy asked him, he said, what are you going to remember most about playing at Boston college? And his answer was um, just getting, getting food with the guys. That was his answer. D one basketball, biggest stage in the world being interviewed. And that was his answer. And I was like, man, that kind of like got emotional. Cause I was like, what he just described are the in-between moments in our life, not the ups, not the downs, not the wins or the losses. And if we don't start to appreciate that life's going to pass us by fast. And maybe it's because I'm turning 34 and, and, two weeks. I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, I am not, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. I am not going to regret <laughs> these moments. I, you talk about stubborn and like amped up. It's like, I was like, no, sir. <laughs> so, That's anyway, the best yeah. way to be stubborn about that though. You're right. Like I'm going to be present. My foot is down and my decision is made 34. Not. We're also both Aries. <laughs> That's why we get along. Right. You're Aries. Is that your sign? I am an Aries, man. I, I learned a lot about being an Aries this week. I did an interview with the New York Post. Their yeah. like, resident astrology expert gave me the skinny on everything about me because she had like my birth chart. And uh, I was like, man, this is, I don't know. I'm not really bought into astrology. I was like, holy right. moly, this is accurate. That's, whoa. <laughs> Just imagine your ancestry. Wait, 
here we go though. We, I want to ask you about transformation now. So in just the last, I mean, what is that now? Is it a year? I mean, 2021 to now, that's probably not even been a full year of when things exploded for you and you started really taking off. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been like, uh, it's been a, like a year and a half from year and a half. Okay. Really start, like I started selling the journals in like June of 2020. Right. And, like, right. First year, like, I just throw numbers out there because they don't mean much to me, but I sold like $2 million of journals in the first year. So That's incredible. And again, I owe a lot to that like, crazy to say to COVID. Like people were like, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, and it blew up. But yeah, I mean, I was in, yeah, I was in June, 2020. So like, okay. Yeah, so like a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, just, so then tell us a little bit about the transformation in your mind for like the case, Kenny, that was lost when you not lost, but you were really trying to uncover what, who you were. Yeah when all this had started 2018, then you get to 2021 and things blow up and you find even more purpose in what you're doing and building, right? And then the podcast continues to get millions of downloads and all this attention. And then I get to interview you, right? Because Alex is great and, and Brian's great. And I just love our people. The question here is in just a year and a half, that's such a short period of time. How would you describe your positive transformation and how it's benefited you as case and then everything else aside for a sec, you as case, again, the one who was questioning who you were away from the relationships and the job in the last year and a half, where are you in terms of positive uh, transformation? Yeah. So like everything aside, like the, the money, the business, the followers getting verified on Instagram, like cool. But like that really did nothing for me personally, identity wise. Like, yeah, it was validating and I would be remiss to say it wasn't like, okay, cool. I have proof that this is working. Mm. But for me, it's like when I was working that job, when I was 28, 29, I was like very self-conscious of bringing my like passion to life. Like truly, like the people that I hung out with at the time, good people, but it was very like, like we, we made fun of guys who like shared quotes. Like we made fun of like, the Jay Shetty and Lewis and like the guys in this field, like we did, like we clowned on them, like not like hateful, but like, Oh, like, cool. Like love yourself, bro. Like we did. And, um, you know, for me, it was like always this like conflict inside of me. It's like, can I really be this guy who wants to make money? I like money who likes going to the club. I like going to the club who likes nice things, but who also is this like creative, sensitive, vulnerable, life force driven guy. Can I do that? And at the time I was like, well, what are my friends going to think? Like I can quote, I could post quotes on the internet. Like, Oh man, like, I don't know if I can do it. It was like this conflict of like self judgment. Um, that was really like at odds with how I identified like very masculine type a make money girls type vibe. And ultimately, um, I think through the process, I was like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Like balance. So you could be like a, you could be a very masculine alpha a type person and do these things. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm going to do it. And people can laugh and joke. And I, I can be that guy who posts inspirational quotes on the internet and that's fine. And I like, I know that's like a small thing, but like fear of judgment and also self-judgment is like the most debilitating debilitating handcuff we could put on ourselves. And I did for a long time. So I think through the process of things admittedly going very well, I was like, I have proof of this now, which I wish ultimately, I wish I didn't need that proof 
to make that personal identity shift. I really wish I could have done it without it. But I mean, having so many people support me and listen and buy and share was like, I, I have to do this. Like I have proof, the universe, God, karma, whatever it is, is giving me proof that I need to chase this further. And, you know, if I have to move past an old kind of immature identity, I'm going to do that no matter if it's uncomfortable or people might, you know, snicker behind my back. So be it, uh, that's on them. And, you know, I just, I embraced it. And, you know, mm. that, that was two year long journey that I feel like just like condensed, like so quick and was so good for me. And uh, that's why COVID was weird, man. It is weird, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, right. It gave me this opportunity to like really just dive into myself. Yeah, as I hope it did for everybody, even if you're listening right now. I mean, that's just, I was tempted to ask you more about the masculinity part of why you feel like men particularly, not that this show is called Men of the Hour for that reason, but it's it's almost like everybody's telling themselves that they have to be a certain way and everybody's lying to themselves that other people are going to judge them for doing certain things like posting quotes on the internet. Uh, but you just answer that by pretty much giving your experience. And, and I appreciate that because it's, it's, it's one thing to be vulnerable and just say you've changed and you're a better person, but the description you just gave was very much exactly why and how you're doing what you're doing now. Uh, and, and to admit too, that you had to see proof. Not everybody's like that. I feel like it's not all the time. Someone's like, I had to get $2 million in sales on a journal in order to feel validated as a solopreneur. Eh, eh, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, mindset's everything around that. Perspective's everything around that. Oh my God, I just made yeah. a joke. He's laughing, y'all. Okay, maybe we should turn this into a comedy show. I've been told I'm funny. I'm not that funny. Uh, but you're you're great, dude. I'm like really obsessed with this conversation and candidly saying that. I won't even cut that out. The fuck? I think this is great. You're great. Uh, you're episode Fantastic. 99. You're the semifinale. We have a couple minutes left and I wanted to share uh, a part of this conversation that means you are literally an episode away from 100 to me, which is not just therapeutic to your point about doing shows like this on a podcast platform, but now it's like, I've been able to build a community. I've been able to interview all these great figures and friends and you now are going to become a friend from just, just this show, but also the great things that you're doing on the outside of that, that I want to support. Uh, but as, as a semi-finale guest or the man of the hour, I may call you, uh, what's something you've been thinking about lately that you're really excited about that you haven't yet told anyone else that you can share with us? Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, I think for me, definitely the, the new journal is something that I, I poured a lot of heart into. Um, it's 400 pages. I've never written 400 pages before. So that, that was a labor <laughs> of love uh, for yeah. sure. That's a lot of case. Um, but also like I, I teased it a little bit here, but music, like I'm working on some like really big collaborations with like big name artists. Um, so like, again, it's, it's I, I need a different word, but like to make mindfulness mainstream and real and cool and like bringing in some of these big artists, like we're talking like the top of the top and like EDM to like be like, whoa, whoa, this is like, this is cool. And not just like, oh, he supports calm or headspace, but like he is supporting vulnerability and sensitivity and being honest and holding yourself to standards and like these things that just like really motivate me. So like, I'm really excited about music. I'm excited. I'm doing more like um, in-person events. So like I'm doing these like guided mindfulness sessions and it's just cool. It's just cool to see people do it's cause it's easy to support someone on the internet, of course. And that's the miracle of the internet. It's a different thing to show up and do or buy incomplete. Like, I love that. The fact that, you know, I've sold so many journals is like, wow, these, these people here, this long, long list of people bought a product that now is part of their daily life. 
and they're investing in their own mindfulness or their closure or their clarity or their anxiety or whatever it is they're trying to address. Like that is freaking dope. And I love that. And to play a small role in that is amazing. So I'm just going to continue to uh, create things that uh, help people in that way. And that like make me excited. Like I love house music. I've always been that idiot who goes to Lollapalooza and takes my shirt off in the front. It's just an absolute moron. Like I've always, I just love it. It just brings me to life. So I was like, I, I can't yeah. just be a guy who, you know, does things because other people want it. I need to create something for myself. So I was like music. I am going to combine music and mindfulness. I'm going to make it dope and cool. And uh, like, what a, what better gift is there in life to be able to do something like that? So I always say, like, I am so privileged to be able to do this, but like, mm. that makes me excited knowing that I can wake up in the morning tomorrow and create whatever I want. And if it helps me and helps other people, then there's nothing I could ever say is not going <laughs> well in my life. I don't argue guests after a final question, but I have to argue that you're playing a big part, not a small part in all of that. When you tell, when you tell us that people have a journal, that's a part of their daily lives and, and all that, I heard you say that you, you, you're glad to play a small part. You play a very big part in that uh, is why I can bring you on a show like this and I'm very proud to do so. And, you know, to, to, to have trusted me with this conversation, I wanted to thank you uh, to anybody who clicked play. If you'll just click on that little more button in the descriptor, you're going to see everything case. And I just covered, including, links to his website, to his social, to his journals, to his new music with Zen Disco and, and that incredible platform. I didn't even know that was a big thing, right? Like mixing music and like house music. I don't even know what that stuff is. And I found <laughs> out in two hours of us just, you know, prior to prior to talking. And it's not just a best-selling journal. I think the, the, the whole idea of mindset, uh, we, we, hit on it, but essentially that's the brand. It's mindset. It's bettering yourself for a better world. Um, and case is all about that. So case Kenny, my friend, my new friend, uh, someone that I cannot wait to uncover a relationship with and see where everything goes for you. Um, thank you. Thank you for saying yes. And trusting me with this entire, at this point, we have not even done something probably over an hour just because I want to be respectful of people's time. So whatever minutes is on this podcast, when y'all clicked play case, Kenny, that was him. And thank you again. Thank you for having me on, man. This is fantastic. Hey, it's Justin again. And before you exit this very episode, wherever you're listening, I want to say thank you for being here. I hope you learned something new and are leaving more inspired by the conversation you just heard. Men of the Hour is also on Instagram and YouTube at Men of the Hour Podcast, where you can find all of our video sneak peek exclusives and full episodes. Be sure to follow and subscribe and do all those great things so that we can stay connected. And right before you jump, I would love to hear from you if you would put a rating and review right here where you're listening. Until next Monday, continue taking care of yourself and building the best possible life. <laughs>